This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is our weekly hockey podcast with Seth Rorba, our beat writer who covers the Pens at Trib Live. Tim Benz here at Trib Live, Breakfast with Benz. Talking Pens once a week with Seth. We talk Pens once a week with Brian Metzer as well from the Pittsburgh Penguins Radio Network. Seth coming to us after the Penguins lose against the Detroit Red Wings. 6-3 was the final score on Wednesday night. A game that felt, well, closer than that in the third. Actually, 6-3 to three feels kind of representative of the way things were going in the second. Um, Seth, what were your big takeaways from that game? I, I felt like the Pens got off to a great start. They were lousy in the middle, a late push, but then just not good enough to get over the mountain. Yeah, watching the highlights, it seemed like that was uh, pretty much the gist of it. The second period was kind of like the worst part of it for them, and uh, that ended up being the difference there, so... Um, I mean, they certainly made a late push there. They, they definitely have the firepower with, you know, the, the guys they had in their top six, uh, you know, Crystal Tang, Eric Carlson on the back end there. So, um, you know, they made it interesting there. But, the, again, that, that second period seemed to be a little bit uh, too much for them to overcome. Carlson and the way he played in the third period, some of the offensive uh, mastery that he has – is that a snapshot of what we can expect? And have we seen largely what we can expect from Carlson, do you think, on both ends of the rink for the next uh, 78 games? I mean, that's that's kind of, you know, a perfect example of what Eric Carlson can do, you know, a multi-point game there. And um, it's not just, you know, him shooting the puck. It's, you know, him putting you know his teammates in good positions to score, like the Brian Rust goal, uh, where he just put it in a spot where Rust could dart in and deflect it. So, um Again, that's that's a really good example of what Eric Carlson can provide. I'm willing to bet there's probably still some uh, 
maybe a little bit of uncertainty as far as his new surroundings and everything like that. He's still trying to get used acclimated to a new team, new teammates, all that stuff. So uh, I'm willing to bet we're probably haven't seen the best of what Eric Carlson can provide for the Penguins, but uh, so far so good. I would I would venture to say um, he's leading the team ice time uh, uh, among all non goaltenders. And uh, again, as we saw Wednesday, he he can generate some offense uh, when when you're in a bad spot and really need it. From a tactical perspective, an execution perspective, what was the biggest thing that went wrong for them, do you think, in that stretch of time in the second where it really got loose? Uh, gosh, it's really hard to say as far as uh, tactical or anything. I mean, I, I know, you know specifically that third pairing uh, with Chad Riedel and Pio Joseph uh, looked kind of out of sorts. Uh, really, you know, going into the first period even, too, so... Um, it is interesting to note, you know, moving forward, you know, practice here on Thursday, uh, Chris Letang and Noel Chari were absent uh, from practice due to undisclosed injuries. So, I mean, we're definitely going to see a, maybe a trickle-down effect in terms of how they line up here moving forward if those injuries linger. Um, you know, also we know what Chris Letang does in all sorts of situations, and, and Noel Chari was brought in for a lot of his defensive acumen as a bottom six forward, truly on the penalty kill. Um, and it looks like they, they already started making maybe at least one move uh, towards uh, you know, some sort of change. They put Jansen Harkins on waivers here. So uh, we might see a reinforcement from Wilkes-Barre, one or two here in the next day or two. Uh, but uh, I, I, for a lot of reasons, you know, several things went wrong, uh, most notably on the injury front. Uh, but um, we might see some, some differences in the lineup moving forward one way or another just based on how things unfolded Wednesday. Yeah, the Harkins thing um... – I guess I got a good sense of what they saw to the point that they wanted to keep him after quickly acquiring him towards the end of camp, but it just it didn't manifest at all in the first couple of games, did it? Yeah, I mean, he looked really just very good in the two preseason games he played. And Grant, I think the one lineup was against Detroit at home with a couple of AHL caliber lineups, but um, he made an impact, more so than maybe some of the other guys that were vying for some of those bottom six spots. But through four games here in the regular season, he's just been really offered – uh, almost nothing. I mean, I think he took a penalty one of the games that uh, didn't look very good. Uh, there's no points. I think he only has like two shots or so. So, you know, whatever little burst of intrigue he showed in the preseason, it hasn't carried over to the regular season. And uh, as a result, he's on waivers here for the next, uh, you know, as we're filming this uh, or recording this the next uh, 23, 22 hours. And we'll see what things happen, where things sort out with him uh, going into Friday. But um, I, I, Certainly uh, would expect at least one recall from Wilkes-Barre Scranton, uh, if for no other reason, just Noel Chari's situation. How do they offset Latang's ice time if he's out? Um, does Eric Carlson just play 45 minutes, or where do they go from here? <laughs> uh, well, in the short term, I think you know, Ryan Shea looks like he's the favorite to, to go in there. Uh, Shea skated a lot on that first pairing. Uh, I put that in front of you know, first pairing. Uh, because you know, based on ice time, Eric Carlson's you know, on the top pairing. Uh, but uh, that first pairing with Ryan Graves, it looks like Ryan Shea was on the right side. He's a left-hander, but they, they profess, and he professes comfort with him on the right side there. Um, he's never played an NHL game, but he's always been a you know a viable player at the American Hockey League level. Uh, it seems like it's a, he's something of a reclamation project for you know, President of Hockey Operations Kyle Dubas. So I, I think they want to see what he can offer them. Uh, he had a solid preseason, nothing overly outstanding, but then he played five games in the preseason, most of any player on the roster. Uh, so they gave him every chance to make the roster, and you know they, they kept him in favor of you know some maybe more uh, established favorites, I guess you could say, like Ty Smith, Mark Friedman, etc. Uh, so um, uh, it seems like in the short term, if they do have to you know scratch the tank for health reasons, uh, 
you know, Ryan Shea will get a chance at the top pair. Uh, as far as how that shakes out the rest of the lineup, yeah, I mean, obviously, yes, Eric Carlson is going to have to play a few more minutes uh, on top of the, the, you know, the volume of, you know, figures the area logs there. Um, and I, I guess in a good way, you know, the Crystal Tanks now essentially has been already, you know, the second pairing. So, it's not like in years past when, oh, Crystal Tang went, goes out with some injury or something like that. You, you have to replace your top pairing def- defenseman. So I guess the void's a little less uh, ample uh, with, with, with Tang at the moment. So um, what's curious is how the third pairing is going to shake out. As, as I mentioned earlier, you know, Joseph and Ruido were a little, you know, somewhat shaky in that game against Detroit. Um, uh, and in practice here, they used John Ludwig, who they claimed off waivers the day, you know, a couple days before the season started. They had him rotating in on the uh, on the third pairing there uh, in practice on Thursday. And, uh, also, of note, Shea and Ludwig were off the ice much earlier after practice uh, than Joseph and, and Ruedel. So that that tends to you know be a pretty good indicator of uh, you know whether or not someone's going to play or not. So um, I, I think for a variety of reasons, we're going to see maybe some differences in the lineup, most notably in the bottom six forwards and uh, maybe on uh, two of the three defensive pairings. Seth Rorba with us, covers the Pens here at Trib Live. Seth, what did you make of the trade that they pulled off in the middle of the week? Um, I, I think it was just a matter of uh, procedure, uh, really. Uh, they had, before this trade, they had like nine uh, what are called AHL veterans, meaning players that have had 260 or more uh, career professional games at any level of hockey. Um, and they were they had to scratch a couple of veterans uh, out of their lineup uh, per AHL rules. You can only think, I think you can only dress like six at a time in a lineup of, of players with that type of you know uh, those number of games. So uh, Mark Freeman was considered an AHL veteran. You move him to Vancouver, you bring uh, back Jack Rathbone, uh, you know, once intriguing prospect with Vancouver, who is not considered a AHL veteran per those figures. So um, just from that standpoint, procedurally, that clears up some problems there. Uh, uh, for Vancouver, I mean, you know, they, they've needed a right-handed defenseman for a while now. You know, Mark Freeman can play both sides. He's a viable option if, if, he's, your, if he's your sixth or seventh defenseman. Um, Jack Rathbone was a guy who, I mean, he was in the All-American Hockey League rookie team two years ago. He put up like 41 points in 40 games or something at the American League level. So um, I, I think, you know, the appeal to them there was just, uh, let's bring in a guy who, again, can help, you know, the – the, the veteran situation as well as the guy who maybe has some, some talent and, you know, uh, you know, potential that just hasn't, you know, maybe things have not worked out for him in Vancouver there. So um, I, again, I think above all else, it was just a procedural move to clear up a bit of a log jam and they allowed the, and they took on the, the other contract, the, uh, the prospect uh, Carell Plashek. I hope I pronounced that right. I think they had, no, you know, no intention of him actually being part of the roster. So they allowed him, they put him on waivers. He cleared on Thursday and uh, his contract was terminated. And I believe he's going to sign in Europe. So, and with that, I mean, that actually, you know, reduces their number of overall NHL contracts for this season, the 48, the NHL limits 50. So that clears you a little bit of, gives you a little bit of flexibility if you want to make another trade or something like that. So um, again, I think above all else, the trade they made was just uh, uh, more with uh, procedural intent in mind than anything else. Seth, after scoring against the Penguins, David Perron now has 294 goals. I'm pretty sure 290 of them have been scored since he left the Penguins. <laughs> yeah, he certainly had, was, was never as potent consistently for the Penguins as he has been against them. So, um, hey, hey, good for him. I, I've always enjoyed, you know, uh, you know, talking hockey with him and things like that. I, you know, 
he strikes me as a guy who um, really values his craft, knows how to play, and certainly knows how to play against the Penguins anytime he suits up against them. So, um, what's amazing about him is he he's consistent now, Seth. I mean, like you yeah. just know he's going to get twenty to twenty five. He's going to get twenty to twenty five. He'll give you fifty five to sixty points. Lock it down. Yeah, and- and when he was with the Penguins, and before that, when the Oilers, who they traded for him, that consistency wasn't there. Uh, no. And I, I thought when he was with the Penguins, I mean, he might have been one of their three or four most just pure talented, you know, in terms of pure talent, most talented players in terms of what he could do with the puck. And I mean, he was a big Alexei Kovalev fan, so he always kind of mirrored his game after Alexei Kovalev with just all the things he could do with the stick and the puck and things like that. And some of his, you know, you know, even, you know, had his tongues on his skates sticking out the, as a tribute to Kovalev. So um, just never really panned out here in Pittsburgh, whether it was under Mike Johnson or Mike Sullivan. And, uh, and he moved on to Anaheim and the Carl Hagelin trade and has bounced around, uh, found great success going back to St. Louis, helping them win their first Stanley Cup in franchise history uh, back in 2019 and uh, moved on to Detroit and has been a, you know, a pretty good veteran presence, uh, not just with his offensive acumen, but just, just being a good veteran uh, around a mostly younger roster there. So, um, hey, good for him. Uh, you know, it certainly didn't work out quite as well with the Penguins as everyone would have hoped, but uh, um, he's been a survivor uh, in terms of sticking around the NHL for more than a decade here. Between now and November 9th, the Penguins play exactly one Eastern Conference team. They're getting all their Western games out of the way, it feels like, right off the hop. Yeah, that's usually kind of how it shakes out, I think, for the league. Uh, for the league's television partners, I, I think they are very much interested in having, you know, if you go back to even NBC Sports, Wednesday Night Rivals or, or wherever it was called, you they want those division games. You know, they want the Penguins to play the Rangers, the Flyers, the uh, you know Washington Capitals. You know, they want to load up on those division games as you get later into the season. Uh, and again, I, I don't think that's a coincidence. I, you know, I you know at this time of year, the the league's kind of going head to head with NFL football, college football, baseball playoffs. So um, you're going to get some of your maybe low caliber matchups. You know. Uh, the Penguins got their low, their West Coast swing coming up here in about two weeks here. So, you know, I don't know how many people are going to be tuning in for Pittsburgh Anaheim at any time of the year. So if you're going to do it, <laughs> do it in November. Uh, so, um, you know, whereas, you know, they're going to be loading up on, you know, Penn's Rangers, Penn's Flyers, Penn's Capitals uh, much more as the season goes on. So, um, you know, but these two points, every game counts the same. Obviously, maybe divisional games mean, mean a little bit more to the playoff picture. But um, no, that's that's by design just for the league's uh, televisions, television interests. How do you think Jari played in the game against Detroit? Uh, again, okay. That's kind of what I said after the season uh, opener against Chicago. Okay, you know, I did. You know, you would like to see a, one or two of those goals. I, I want to say maybe the um, uh, the goal by Ben Sherratt. I think that the, the made it two one, put Detroit up two one. You would have liked to see that maybe not uh, leak through as it did. Kind of deep um, in his net on that one, wasn't he? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, and just the fact that it just, I mean, it seemed very preventable. And again, uh, to echo what I said earlier last week, uh, um, when you're paying him the type of salary you're paying him, when you, you invest half a decade worth of contracts into him, uh, you'd like to see him steal a game. You'd like to see him steal a goal here. And he did that in the, in the, the 4-0 shutout against Washington. Yeah, he faced 19 shots in that game, but I mean, he stopped uh, stopped the breakaway in that game. You know, he, he faced some quality shots in that game. If, you know, if not maybe you know the volume but the, the the quality of shots he stopped in the Washington game were pretty good so um I, I would say overall the overall body work for Tristan Jari the whole three games into the season here I think it's been okay but uh again I, I think you know it's fair to have the the highest of expectations of him just based on uh, the role he's in and the, the investment the, this franchise made into him this past summer do we get to call Getty Malkin Mr. 101 again Oh, with the the ESPN list. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, I guess. I honestly, I haven't really paid much attention to that. I mean, that that just strikes me as something that um, it's done just to you know for cheap clicks. I guess you could say. Uh, uh, I think they're doing like follow up, you know, shows or radio podcasts or something on that, just you know, to generate more traffic to the website and things like that. So um, I didn't really look into it. I saw some people were mad about it, but um, you know, I mean, I just uh, I don't know. I, I haven't really put much thought into it. Let's put it that way. Uh, he's clearly one of the still one of the uh, better players in the game, one of the more impactful players of the game, and um, I'm not sure, you know, uh, a list uh, just generated for the sake of. Uh, of easy clicks uh, really validates or invalidates them whatsoever. Seth, we have to get mad at something besides Matt Canada just for the sake of variety. <laughs> uh, well, uh, <laughs> I guess we could be mad at uh, Noel Chari uh, not yet having any points and now being injured since I, I had a profile rate of him ready to go this week. Oh, so. did you do this? See, I, you know where I'm famous for doing that? I am famous for doing that um, with pitchers. I have the, okay. I have absolutely the best luck at – Pitcher X for the Pirates has had three straight good starts. Let me talk to him about what pitch it is in his repertoire that has changed around his season, and then he gives up seven runs in two innings. Like, that's that's what I tend to do. So you injure guys. I just throw guys <laughs> off their game. I I think, thankfully, I, I wrote the piece on the Noel Chari in a way that it can hold up for another, I don't know, four to six weeks if we're talking injuries here, but... <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, just, just, run. I, I still have a Yusuf Ricola piece, uh, from about three years ago. Uh, that oh, I'd love to read it. Good. Post it. See if anybody notices, uh, Seth. Uh, but then the very next day he, he went out with like a foot injury and, and just, it, it never saw the light of the day. So, uh, that's where my anger lies right now. Seth, thanks. We'll do it again soon next week. Okay. Anytime, Tim. Seth Roebuck covers the Penguins for us here at Trib Live. It's our weekly hockey podcast. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That's the breakfast with Ben's.